Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast, presented by SeatGeek. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers that cover the NFL on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Aaron Summers. Happy game day, Saints fans. The Saints and Packers face off in Green Bay tonight for preseason game number two. You can watch the game at 7 o'clock on Fox 8 with Joel Myers, John Stinchcomb, Jonathan Vilma, and myself. Or you can listen in on the radio 105.3 with Mike Haas and Deuce McAllister. It has been a fun week here in Green Bay. There has been some spirited competition at these joint practices. And now we're going to see how it all shapes out on the field tonight in Lambeau. Exciting game and to help break down things from the Green Bay side and what we saw at practices this week, we're going to bring in the Athletics Green Bay Packers reporter Matt Schneidman. Matt, thank you so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. It's been a fun week. I've enjoyed being in Green Bay, and I've appreciated all the the hospitality that I've gotten. Everybody's been very nice. How are you doing? How's the week been for you? Good. You know, it's football season around here. Um, It's slow during the offseason in Green Bay. There's not much else going on here when football is not in season. So Football's back. The Saints are in town. It's kind of lively after a slow stretch of training camp, but I'm excited for football season to be here. It's, it's been fun to see the Packers go against another team for a change. There have been a lot of fans out at practice. They're <laughs> decked out, driving up to the stadium, all of the houses. I mean, they, I drove by a house that has a literal field in their backyard with goalposts. It's incredible. The fandom here is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's different here. And I've only covered two teams in the NFL, the Raiders, for two years and now here. But Green Bay is kind of a different city. It's an extremely local spot. Uh, if you live here, you're probably a Packer fan or at least are, are in tune with what the Packers do. The road you're talking about, Lombardi Ave, which is where the stadium is, uh, all those houses along Lombardi Ave, uh, I believe, get rented out during the season by the owners and people, uh, whether they're visitors or people in town, uh, host parties in, in those backyards. You did mention the one with a football field. Um, but if you get near the stadium, it's not really like another NFL stadium uh, it, that can be in the middle of a city or off a highway or somewhere else. Like Lambeau Field is just pops up in the middle of a residential neighborhood. There is a very local feel and that's kind of what makes uh, living here and, and covering and watching the Packers a neat thing. It is one of the unique stadiums fan bases in all of the NFL. And I think that Saints fans would also argue that they have a very unique, passionate fan base as well, which is made this week and this upcoming game Friday night. So, uh, I don't know, intriguing for everybody. And not to mention the way last year's game went between these two teams to kick off the season. What has stood out to you about just the spirit of these joint practices this week? Yeah, I think... I watched the Packers defense versus the Saints offense yesterday and then the Packers offense versus the Saints defense today. The one thing that stands out to me is just the energy and tenacity with which both of these defenses play. I mean, I I think both days have been won by the Saints defense against the Packers offense and vice versa by the Packers defense against the Saints offense. Mm -hmm. Um, Granted, Jameis Winston isn't doing much. and, And on the other hand, you have Aaron Rodgers. But then again, the Packers have their two best offensive linemen out uh, and a really young wide receiver core without Devonta Adams, who they obviously traded in the off season to the Raiders. And he's probably the best receiver in the league right now. So 
these defenses look really good. There haven't been any fights, and that's, well, not many big ones. There were a couple of scuffles today. I think Jarvis Landry got kicked out of practice by Dennis Allen mm -hmm. because of that. But um, I think they eliminated one-on-ones to kind of diminish the, the likelihood of fights. So it's been some really good competitive periods. Really liked what I've seen from both defenses. Um, obviously, both of these teams aren't at full strength, but it's it's good Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love both talked over the last two days about how Dennis Allen and, and his guys have really given the Packers a lot of different looks, not really been vanilla. And, and that's not the one complaint, but the one qualm that that these guys have with preseason games is defenses don't really show you anything because they're not going to give away what they're actually going to do in games. But Rodgers said yesterday that he was pleased with everything the Saints threw at him that that kind of prepared him and and this young Packers offense for something they might see in the regular season, something they did see in week one last year when they got the doors absolutely blown off of them in Jacksonville. Yes, that was a, a bright spot uh, during a time that was not great because we had just had the Hurricane Ida that came through and mm -hmm. had to move that first home game to Jacksonville, but it was definitely fun to watch um, have the Saints come out with a big win there. In this first preseason game, or second preseason game for the Packers and the Saints, how is LaFour going to handle the starters, projected starters, the reps that they're going to get? You know, who may we see on Friday night? Yeah, I don't imagine any of the Packers uh, projected starters, or I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say any, I should say many. Um, they had 33 guys who were uh, not suited up for their preseason opener against the 49ers. And that included most starters on both sides of the ball. Really the only starters who did play were rookie linebacker Quay Walker, who's their uh, number 22 overall pick. Um, and then their starting offensive line, because that's a young group, obviously, like I said, without David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins, um, their two best offensive linemen and, and they needed to work. But if there are Saints fans here looking to see, Rodgers, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, this good secondary the Packers have, any of the main wide receivers, you're not going to see them. Uh, there's a chance they play in the week three of the preseason, but Aaron Rodgers has not yet played a preseason snap uh, with Matt LaFleur as head coach. In 2019, I don't believe he played any. 2020 preseason was canceled, didn't play any last year, and then didn't play any in week one, isn't going to play any on Friday. So hopefully some spirited competition between the backups. I don't know what the Saints are doing, but Packers, I don't believe, are going to play any of their main guys. I think they'll probably follow the same type of you know, mentality in handling who starts and how many reps they get against Houston in our first preseason game. A lot of them got a series and then that was it. But the, the majority of your main starters didn't see action, probably won't see action again. Jameis Winston has already been ruled out for Friday night's game, which I'm okay with, you know, the one thing that you want to do throughout preseason is make sure that you're, you're healthy and you don't want anybody that is going to be such a key part of your team to get hurt in any of these preseason games or even these joint practices. And unfortunately, the Saints had a couple players that got nicked up over the past couple of days just because of the competitive nature of it. Um, mm -hmm. Hopefully, you know, you mentioned their, your offensive line. We're a little depleted on the offensive line right now as well. So we'll see. Maybe we can find some depth. Both of us can find some depth in this preseason game on Friday. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. no, for, for sure. I, I mean, you don't want to push Jameis Winston in a preseason game. I, I think the Packers have been lucky because, 
I don't think they came out of the last two days with any injuries, but certainly they don't want to risk having the back-to-back MVP get hurt. And I, I thought it was interesting. Something Rogers told us, I believe last week was, he said, if I'm going to play in a preseason game, I, d- I don't want just one series because what's the point of just potentially playing only three plays and then getting off. He was like, I want to play a couple series, maybe a full quarter. So mm-hmm. that's not going to come this Friday might come against the chiefs next week, but uh, interesting how different teams kind of handle their starters differently around the league during the preseason. Sure. I mean, it's, something to be said about getting into a rhythm, kind of playing more than just one series. And I can understand that mentality. You mentioned earlier about the wide receiver group, how they're a young core for the Packers. Who are some of the players who may need to step up over the next couple of weeks to be those guys for you during the season? Yeah. I mean, Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb are the proven veterans who have played with Aaron Rodgers forever. Randall Cobb for, for much longer than Alan Lazard, but Um, Romeo Dobbs, a fourth round rookie from Nevada, who's kind of been the star of camp early on. He'll play on Friday. He needs to step up. Sammy Watkins, who they signed in free agency this offseason, who obviously was the number four overall pick way back in 2014. But injuries have kind of uh, hindered his his progress into becoming that number four overall pick or living up to the hype, per se. He's going to need to step up. Christian Watson, who just came off pup early this week, their second round pick for North Dakota State didn't do any team drills during joint practices this week but it's a good sign that he's back he's gonna need so those three guys and then Sam Watkins are really behind that Aaron Rodgers said yesterday you know when he was talking about Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon the two running backs who might be the best running back duo in the league. I, I know Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt would probably have something to say about that in Cleveland, but he said, we need our best 11 on the field. And right now, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are in our best 11 Packers haven't run much too many, two running back sets under Matt LaFleur. But, you know, if that means AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones are two of their best 11, I could see more of that and maybe let one of those rookie wide receivers take time to develop before thrusting them into action. Uh, but yet, yeah, that's not relevant to this Friday's game because they're not going to play. But uh, I think those, those guys are definitely going to need to step up because, listen, it's all hands on deck without Devontae Adams here. Some of the running backs, though, that did get some some good play this week that I noticed out there, Tyler Goodson was somebody, mm-hmm. uh, Dexter Williams, another person who got a lot of carries and then wide receiver wise Malik Taylor had a couple great catches touchdown on Wednesday's offensive reps for them anybody that has surprised you throughout camp so far I think you know Samori Toure who's a seventh round rookie for the Packers had that big catch at the end of the two-minute drill, a uh, 50-yard touchdown catch from Jordan Love today. Mm-hmm. Jordan Love's looked okay. This is a really big preseason for him. Uh, he missed joint practices last year, and, and I thought today was one of his best days of camp, even though the Saints defense totally dominated Aaron Rodgers in the starting offense. I thought Jordan Love was able to get some things going. So that them too. Um, and then a, a name to watch for the real, uh, you know, diehard fans out there, I, I think would be Kobe Jones, who's a – Outside linebacker for the Packers, um, undrafted guy out of Mississippi State, and the Packers edge rusher competition behind Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith, who are a pretty solid one and two, 
is wide open. And, and guys like Kingsley and Agberry, the rookie from South Carolina, and Kobe Jones are, are really doing some nice things these past two days against Andy Dalton and the Saints offense and Ian Book, whoever's out there really. And they're going to get another chance in Friday's game. So I would say Samori Toure, the wide receiver, for the, the undrafted rookie, I, not undrafted, seventh-round rookie out of Nebraska, and then Jordan Love. And then on the other side of the ball, uh, two edge rushers in Nagberry and, and Kobe Jones are, I would say, four guys to watch on Friday for the Packers. For the Saints, uh, quarterback Ian Book definitely looking to have a cleaner game on Friday mm-hmm. night. Assume he will get a significant amount of reps again, as he did again in the game against the Texans. He had two fumbles and an interception, so he's definitely going to be working on, on some of those mistakes or, or things that he can improve on here in Friday night's game. So we'll definitely be watching those battles kind of to that, the corners. I know everybody was looking, watching for Alexander out there against Michael mm-hmm. Thomas. I saw him and Chris Olave, you know, down the field a couple times as well in, in different coverages, but uh, corners wise, you know, who, who's the secondary threats for you? Yeah, I, I think, you know, the talk around the Packers this summer is there's no reason this cornerback trio can't be the best cornerback trio in the league. Jair Alexander signed that big contract extension this offseason and made him the highest paid corner in NFL history. He still is that uh, at $21 million a year. Then Eric Stokes, who was their first round pick last year from Georgia, who had a really good rookie season, um, has kind of had an up and down start to camp, but he's going to be the other outside guy. And then Rasul Douglas, who if you were at practice on Tuesday, you heard him talking during those first couple team periods to Michael Thomas, to Andy Dalton, to Jarvis Landry, to everyone, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a guy they signed in week five last year, I believe, after Alexander went down with a shoulder injury that ended up sidelining him for 13 games. They just signed Douglas off the Cardinals practice squad for depth, and he turned into a, a star for them. You know, five interceptions, two return for touchdowns. He had two game-winning interceptions in the fourth quarter against the Cardinals and Browns. Um, signed a three-year, $21 million deal in the offseason and is, and is a really important piece to the secondary. So those three corners, I would argue probably the best cornerback trio in the league, and especially in today's NFL when, when teams play a lot of five defensive back sets. You need three corners. You can't just have two. And then Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage Jr., not the best safety tandem in the league, but uh, they're a really underrated duo. So I think between those five, Alexander Stokes, Douglas, Amos, and Savage. Packers have a really good secondary. The Saints have learned that. It's not just the Saints. Every team's going to learn that Mm -hmm. this year. And that's the strength of that Packers defense. And they're going to have to win some games with their defense this year if their offense is going to play like they have the last two days, which we haven't really said that much in the last 17 years of Aaron Rodgers being the quarterback here. Or I should say 14 years. He he was obviously wasn't the starter for his three first years, but it's always been a pass happy team with Favre and Rogers. Now it's more of a defensive team. And that's something uh, the Packers haven't really said about themselves over the last 20 years. It's definitely a different dynamic. The Saints defense has been great. And now coming into this week, people were really talking about how exciting this matchup could be at practice because these could be two of the best defenses, secondaries in the NFL, definitely in the NFC this upcoming season. I, I mean, it was fun to watch. I I would think that this the Saints would argue, their players would argue that they're better. Um, they definitely <laughs> walk around with some swag to them. Uh, they enjoyed the competition here against the Packers going up against Rodgers. And, 
you know, even Cam Jordan, somebody who really likes to get after a quarterback, had a really good, really good day Tuesday um, with his pass rush and, and getting maybe agitating um, Rodgers a little bit. He seemed like he's a little uh, under pressure at times uh, on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But what stood out to you about the, the Saints defense in that aspect? Their secondary. I, I think it's really, really good. I mean, there were a, a bunch of times today where Rodgers had to, you know, either scramble or throw the ball into the ground or rush a throw into tight coverage. Sometimes he just let one fly knowing it wasn't going to get anywhere near the receiver, but just had to throw it away. I think that secondary, obviously adding Matthew is, is Mm going to be really, really good. And you bring up a good point that these could be two of the best defenses. I know we love watching points and we love watching offense, but uh, defensive football is, is sometimes pleasurable to watch. And, and it was these last two days, and I just got lucky that I chose the the two days where the Packers defense was really – I mean, the same – both defenses were really good both days. But um, it was neat to see just how uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson and Rodgers kind of interacted, their playful banter. And I thought it was cool after uh, the Saints defense forced a turnover on downs against Rodgers and company in the two-minute drill today, Rodgers spent about five minutes going up and down the Saints sideline, patting or high-fiving – all the starters on the Saints defense. He stopped at Marshawn Lattimore. He stopped at Demario Davis. Then he went up to a water cooler where Matthew and I forget who else was sitting there, but I think it was Matthew Lattimore and Gardner Johnson were mm-hmm. sitting there and just like talking with them. I don't know what he said. I was right there, but I couldn't hear what he said. But I think that just kind of goes to show the, the respect and admiration Rodgers has for a really good defense. And you could see that today at practice. Absolutely. Both sides talked about how beneficial going up against the competition that they did this week was, because as we've mentioned, it's not what the preseason games are really anymore. We're not seeing a lot of the starters for reasons like we mentioned health and and they don't need those reps per se. So it's good for them to be able to get that kind of competition here at these practices. And I think they, they really did value it. They, and as you said, respected what they were getting from the, the opposition. You mentioned kind of some off the field moments like that. You know, I, I saw Rogers talking to Cam Jordan a lot, obviously both graduates of Cal there. And then the kickers with Will, Will Lutz and Crosby spending some time on the field talking. So that was cool too, just to see some of the relationships, obviously they're competitors when it comes to in-game and uh, regular season stuff, but here, you know, there's that, that respect and kind of catching up with each other in between plays and, and after practice was done was really cool. Yeah, no, I, I think it's neat seeing like which players know each other, which players mm-hmm. are friends. I saw David Bakhtiari, the, the Packers five-time all-pro left tackle, chatting with Michael Thomas after practice both days. I do not know how they know each other, but they do, I guess. Right. Um, I noticed, I noticed Aaron Rodgers, go up to Chris Olave after practice both days. Yesterday was very briefly today while the backups were running the two minute drill. Rogers and Olave spent a lot of time talking to each other and, and people on Twitter have had fun with kind of guessing what they were talking about. Rogers probably saying, I wish we would have taken you in the draft <laughs> this year, something like that. But yeah, it's neat to see which guys know each other. I know uh, JT Gray and Elton Jenkins are childhood best friends. Elton Jenkins, the Packers Pro Bowl offensive lineman. Uh, they went to high school together. They played at Mississippi State together. Uh, so I saw them talking with Matt LaFleur after practice today. So just cool to see, you know, these guys come together. And obviously 
everything's in good fun. I asked Rasul Douglas yesterday because when Rasul Douglas broke up a pass guarding Jarvis Landry yesterday, he was trash talking him something about he, he said he said the phrase last year. And uh, I asked him after practice and he did confirm that he was referencing the game when the Packers played the Browns, who Landry was obviously on last year. And Douglas had two interceptions that game. But then Douglas said, oh, me and Jarvis are repped by the same agency. We had dinner in L.A. three months ago. We're cool. We're, we're, it's just in good fun. So even stuff like that, even when it seems bad blood uh, is permeating throughout the field, throughout practice, uh, it's not, not really. It's just the competitive fire these guys have. Absolutely. It's definitely fun to see it on Friday in the game. Anything that you're kind of keying in on for either side, anything that you'd like to see as we kind of, uh, I don't know, it's, this is the halfway point or a little over halfway point of training camp. Probably. Yeah. To about a little less than three weeks, I would say until the regular season opener. Yeah. Um, we're almost there. It's almost football season. Yeah. So anything that you really want to, or you're looking forward to watching on Friday? Yeah, I, I think it's just this time of year is about the guys who are fighting for those last couple spots on the 53. And, and listen, I, we, I understand that in a month from now or two months from now, we're never going to be writing or talking about the names of the guys we're writing and talking about most now, because mm-hmm. they're not going to be playing a lot in games, but that's the beauty of football in the summer and training camp is you get to see uh, these rosters whittled down from 90 to 85 to 53 and really go through these position battles. And the two teams we cover, the Packers and the saints have two of the biggest fan bases in the league and, and love all these position battles and all the ins and outs and the X's and O's of training camp and not just the stars like the Rogers and the Camaros and the Michael Thomas's and Jair Alexander's it's those guys who are fighting for those final spots. And that's what I love watching in these preseason games is which guys are going to take advantage of that because a good performance in a, in a week two preseason game could very well mean the difference between being employed in two weeks and being unemployed in two weeks and perhaps for the rest of the season. So I know I, I at least do a lot of, you know, 53 man roster projections and, and forecasting whose stock is rising and falling. But for these guys, this is like, this could be one of their last chances to make a living doing what they've done their whole life. So I think sometimes to step back and realize that is neat. And that's the beauty of preseason football. We complain about it because it's not a great product, but it's football. Nonetheless, I'm never going to complain about getting paid to watch football. It means a lot to a lot of these players on the field mm-hmm. on Friday night on both sides, whether it's with the 53, the practice squad, or an opportunity on another team. They definitely have the ability to showcase what they have to offer a team in any capacity on Friday nights. So it'll be a lot of fun to be out at Lambeau. I'm excited. It'll be my first game out there. You know, oh, it's it's preseason. I've heard the atmosphere is going to be great anyways, so I definitely am looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a packed house. They had fifty over 50,000 people for a, just a Packers practice at Lambeau a couple of weeks ago, and that was pretty low for what those family night crowds have been in the past. I'm, I'm kind of numb to it now since this will be my fourth season covering the Packers, and I go to Lambeau every day of my life. But <laughs> watching a game there is just a little different. And I know it is in the Superdome, too. I haven't been to the Superdome yet. I need to get there. But Lambeau's yeah. different. It's really cool, so you'll enjoy it. Great. Before I let you go, I have to ask you, where did the bikes 
originate? Is that something they've always done? The players just got tired of walking from <laughs> the locker room to the practice facility? I don't know exactly where it originated, but it's been going on for a while. And um, I'll say this because I don't know the exact origin story. Some of the players just ride whatever bike they see when they first walk out. But some guys choose one person on their first day and stick with them throughout the whole the whole time. Like, for example, Aaron Rodgers, he hasn't ridden a bike over to practice since 2007. He only did it his first three years in the league before he became starter. I guess he became too big time after that. But Yeah, I mean, um, you never know. You could hit a pebble and fall, <laughs> right. and then it's a disaster. Mo most of the established starters don't do it, so it's not just him. But uh, I did a story on this last year where in, in 2005, when Rodgers was a rookie, Aaron chose, I believe he was 10 years old at the time, this kid named John who – uh, lived nearby Lambeau Field and not only the first day but every day of training camp for the next three years Rogers found John uh, rode his bike and they still stay in touch to this day 17 years later so uh, that's something kind of neat I know Corey Lindsley who used to play center here he's now the, the all pro center for the Chargers uh, had a really nice relationship with his uh, bike guy Mason Crosby has done that too Mason Crosby has been here for 16 years um, so it's not just, you know, the cute videos you see online, there are actual relationships and, mm -hmm. and family ties developed through this over the years. So it's really cool. And that's just, uh, I was talking earlier about kind of the community local feel of, of Packers training camp and Packers football in general, you just got to ride a bike across from one of the most famous stadiums in, in American sports to, to practice. And literally you can be driving by going to get groceries and you see, uh, one of the best players in the NFL riding a five-year-old girl's bike across the street like it's pretty neat I love that it's definitely been a lot of fun being here in Green Bay looking forward to the game on Friday night seven o'clock the Packers the Saints second preseason game for us I really appreciate the time thanks so much for having me really appreciate it great insight from Matt appreciate the time as we are getting ready for tonight's game seven o'clock Green Bay Packers against the New Orleans Saints tickets are now on sale for the Saints Hall of Fame luncheon and gala the Saints Hall of Fame luncheon will take place on Friday October 28th former wide receiver Devry Henderson and former running back and special team star Fred McAfee will be inducted at that luncheon for tickets and information about both the luncheon and the gala visit Saints Hall of theme.com have a great day and go saints thanks for listening to the new orleans saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. join us three times per week on new saints.com the saints mobile app or you can download the podcast on itunes we'll see you next time right here on the new orleans saints podcast presented by SeatGeek.